Can I come pet the dogs? Some people think that we pet dogs all day. <laughs> that you is know, what we do. I don't not pet we do. dogs all day. all day, but there's like other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things. I wouldn't say that's the majority of my day. There, there are a few things. There, there, there is petting dogs that happens like probably every day, but that's not like... I still I have poop under my fingernails. That's I just fun. always <laughs> think of the photos... When, when, whenever that comes up, like, oh, just like, oh, my God, it must be great. Like, the dogs all day. And, uh, I'm yeah. so sweaty and hot in that <sighs> picture. <laughs> I am so, I am so. I just, I just think about, like, the, because um, when it's a really gnarly den, I take a picture of it that's just, like, blown up with just, we like, post those diarrhea and just, like, <laughs> the vomit and just, like. Because that happens, First thing guys. in the morning, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just, that's just part of the business. It happens. Dog. Is stressed or sick? Doesn't feel good. It's gonna happen. And it was a ooh, good one. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> it's funny though because those are the moments where it's like I don't necessarily hate my job. I think it's because I've been doing it for so long. Now I just go, I can nail that mess. Yeah, I can you clean know it. What? I can clean you it better what? than anyone. And I know you do it too. I do too. I know you do it too. <laughs> I'm gonna conquer it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna climb watch, that mountain. Watch me clean up this, this shit tornado. Is, this is Ten time. minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. Ready? Set, Clear go. out the washer. Go. <laughs> Make sure that washer's I empty. Have when we used to work together, it was like it, there was no communication whatsoever. No. But like immediately, the first thing I would do was go empty the that's washing still the machine. the first thing I Because did. when you that's have where, the poo where, tornado that's den, dirty rags are going. the dirty oh, yeah. rags need to go in there immediately. Yeah, you need to have a safe space for all this horrible, I'm not touching it again. horrible laundry yeah. that you are creating. I'm not making a laundry bag full of poopy, wet rags. So maybe I can grab them later but and put them in the wash. But I think it's later. important for people to understand kind of the flow of what happens when we open in the morning. We yeah. open. We generally have four to five people there. <laughs> and, you know, I've been disabled with my legs, so I won't go out there Lazy. in a group of, old of, disabled. Si of 60 dogs because my balance is still not great. And I don't <laughs> want anybody knocking me to the ground. So when I go in, I generally cover the office. You never go in. <laughs> and other, so, so, so there's a hour. person who goes outside. They kind of flip on it's who's going to do that. It's usually Evo me. Evo will go outside. Yeah. And then there's a person who runs the office because the gate is ringing. People are coming, going. People are picking up their dogs. But first, you just need to get the majority of the dogs into the yard, just letting them. Everybody out goes outside. Everybody Ex out. Except for we have a sheet of who is leaving, and then we, when we let all the dogs out of their den, dogs who are leaving that morning go into what we call the holding yard, so that we can easily retrieve them when their owners come so and not try to pull, to pull them out, out of the group dogs. of sixty or seventy dogs that's in the nightmare. main yard. So we are strategically placing dogs in certain places. So that's what's happening in the morning. It's very big. It's very loud. It's very chaotic. But it's not chaotic to us because we, we know that. because we it's know what like we're doing. We've done it before, like in years gone by. We've yeah. filmed that. It's loud. It lasts about five minutes to right. let all the dogs out. Imagine yeah, what I your dog sounds like I've when you get that home. Before, but it's like just the sound of it. It's like it's, no yeah. one wants to. No one wants to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you start the day with like an explosion of lots of things. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically like ten loud minutes of what the pound sounds like all day. Yeah. Because you go in there, you wake them up, and everyone goes like, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they're back. Yeah, they're like, all pounding. Yeah. 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 No, they're shaking the gates. Yeah. I mean, just if you're a regular person, think of how excited your dog is to see you when you come home from somewhere. Now multiply that now by Now multiply 80. 65 dogs. It's a bag on a metal gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Banging on the metal gate. <laughs> <laughs> so we get them all outside, and then it's quiet in the building. But now it's dirty because we've had dogs maybe might have peed in their den. We And we'll have what we call explosive dens, where uh, my joke always is, we just need to light it on fire. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you want to do. It's the only solution. Clean it with fire. <laughs> You'll look at it for a half second, and you're like, mm, but fire. I but I worked it a couple of weeks ago, and it was, I think you were out of town. I think it was when you were in, Ca mm. were in California. And I'm working with Michaela. Now, Michaela, <laughs> she's a gagger. She's a gagger. Oh. So she, <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around that. Like, I always send her outside if she's on my so shift. So I see her. She's got the scoop, and she's in a din. And I go, are you gagging? <laughs> she's <laughs> in there trying to do it, and she's going. <laughs> and I go, just you go do the office. Get out of here. I'm gonna, yeah. I will clean these dins. <laughs> because I look at those dins, and I was like, roll the sleeves up. And like, let's go. Yeah, let's it's do go it. time. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that comes out of a dog's body that makes me like have that reaction. Not like, me like, either. Like, regurg like regurgitated poop, like it smells awful, but I'm not gonna gag. Like I don't think there is anything that would make me gag. Uh, um, you old know what? It's the raw food throw up. No, if it's been it's, sitting in there for it's a while. The mucusy vomit or poop that that sometimes will get me. You no. know, it's like real slimy and like. No, well, what it is for me, I remember that um, this poodle that we had. 
and had the poodle for like five or six days. Poodle's doing great, and then all of a sudden, poodle like crashes. It's a black, oh, I know what's talking about. It was a black about. poodle, mm-hmm. and just looked really down and out. We're all looking at it, and then all of a sudden, it just starts exploding, vomit and diarrhea, with just like this black pond water. And it was, I think it was a blockage or she something like that. She had a blockage like that. that she had gotten before she came. Yeah. The people had had like a barbecue. Oh, that's right. The people had a barbecue and everyone, Somebody they told gave her all like the a people, rib bone. told all the people, do not feed the dogs. Do yes. not feed the dogs. Don't give anything. And someone gave it a cooked rib bone. A cooked rib bone. like one of the worst things like you could yeah. give. And I so, rushed that dog to the ER myself and she, that dog was down and out. Yeah. I mean, I, I carried her to uh, to a stretcher that they had because she just... I was afraid we were going to lose that dog. But that smell that came out, what is that? Is that that's like the, that's like the beginning of like I call it, sepsis. I call it organ failure. It smells yeah. like organ failure. It was yeah. bad. That's why I worried for her life. Yeah. That's it's it's a very you know, cuz the diarrhea is like well gross, but it just it but it was like black. Yeah. And it had like at this, that point it doesn't smell like poop anymore. Yeah, now it smells no, like No, it doesn't like smell like poop at all, but yeah. it smelled like some kind it's of infection. rotting rotting it's, in, it's infection. Death. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> needed, needed to be addressed ASAP. That and was, was a gross one. But yeah, I'm Okay, not... anyway. So all the dogs go out, we clean up all the messes. Sometimes sometimes there's no messes, which is this great. morning. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day that day. I don't, yeah. I don't even. It's like, it's like a perfect game. I don't even acknowledge it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't speak game. It. Don't you get yeah. cocky good with game. it. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good game. Good game. You still have to vacuum and mop all the dens, but like right. at least you're not starting with some kind of tornado. Sometimes like I don't there know no if it was involved. Friday or Saturday last week we had like six dens that were blown up. It was yeah. bad. It happens. Yeah, it'll happen randomly too. Yeah, you think everything's you think everything's going great, and then they're conspiring at night. All right, I'm gonna blow mine. You blow yours. You know what? Actually, screw all these people. (laughs) (laughs) It could be a multitude of factors too. You got a big group of dogs. Let's say one big dog, he just gets sick and he throws up somewhere. Well, you know, he could be on like the other side of the yard and he throws up. Three other dogs run. You know, I have dogs that are food made. Food motivated, they'll eat that up in a they hot second. They want to eat that yeah. throw up before yeah. you even knew it happened, mm-hmm. and that's how you can get a bunch of sick dogs all at once. I always think about the Michaela thing when you have like four dens that are blown up. I'm thinking, did the one dog have diarrhea and the other dogs are gaggers? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just this you smell that down there. Yeah. <laughs> Making me sick. Yeah, it's like falling up an escalator. So you're sick. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, what's that it's movie? It's like the Sandlot when they're all throwing yeah, up, they all on throw the, up on, on each the... other. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Goonies where, ch- where Chunk's in the theater at the top and he's telling the story. Like, he throws up all, like over the balcony and then everybody else started throwing up. It was the worst day of my life. They say, wait. Terrible. Anyway, that's the... Uh, that's the part of our job that is the gross part. That that's, just, that is, that's 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 the busy morning. And that's our yeah. first hour of the day. Yeah. <laughs> It'll wake you up though. I, I don't really need coffee anymore. It's yeah. Just like the thing know. that I've always said is, you know, it's eight oh one, and you're cleaning a den that's like you know, an exploded den. We'll have to insert some photos because oh, yeah, oh I do. got them, man. Yeah, we do. And I think, who else is starting their job with one minute to go, and then and they're and they're in this. Everybody no, I always think that. Dogs. And then, uh, like at eight oh one, when I'm doing that, and the gate's ringing, and then someone calls and wants me to tell them about yes. my place. That's what <laughs> I always. Yeah, it's like eight oh five. My hands are like this. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm like halfway through the diarrhea mess, and someone calls <laughs> like, "Hey," and I just like eight oh one. Oh, I don't have. I don't. I can't hay back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Not ready for. I'm hay. not there right now. I'm still here. He's in the trenches. But. <laughs> Tell me about your plays. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easier because we have. More but I'm really staff good at now. it. I'm really good at it. In the olden days, when it was like just me and you inside, and one of us has to be, hey, you hey. know, and one of us is cleaning. But, yikes. <laughs> so anyway, all the dogs go outside. We get everything all cleaned up, mopped, vacuumed, everything. All the dogs come back in. We got to put all the dogs back away so they can have breakfast, which is a little easier than putting them away for the night because we don't care what den they go oh, back I into. Oh, I hate putting dogs away for the I night. I know because in, at nighttime you got to get them back in the right den, but to yes. feed you can put them in any oh, den. So it doesn't matter. So in, so in the nighttime when you have seventy-five dogs, 
you have to find the right dog that goes into the den. It's like the memory game. You play to. the memory game. You play the memory game. Feeding, we don't do that. We just put them. In I put them in whatever any den. den is close by. Yeah. So <clears throat> everybody goes back in a den, and if you don't help put dogs away, you're screwed to feed because now you don't know where anybody is. <laughs> this is we're all not going to get Alzheimer's because it's like a memory game all the time. Yeah. We play puzzles all the time because now all let's say all the dogs are locked back up, and now we open all the white cabinets and you get your bowls. And now you have to remember, where did you put all those dogs? Yeah, it's I'm not that My strategy is I take like all of the bowls from one cabinet and I remember the name tags that I look at and I go down the line and I look for the dogs that I remember are in my list. That's why you too. I go like strategically down. I usually go down three, two, one lounge. Oh, I do the opposite. I'll, I'll open a cabinet and I'll look through the bowls and I'll stack them like if who's in this room or who's in this aisle that who, I remember. Who you know where who they I are. Who I know where they are. Yes, I'll start that's what that I would way. do too. I'll switch it up sometimes like that. I'll do that and I'll pull bowls and I'll look at the tags and I'll only take bowls of dogs that I know who that dog is. Like I, rec I know I know that dog I when I see it. Too. I know that dog when I see it. Because I don't want to like be looking at him like, what what does this dog look like? like what's, yeah. Look at its name tag. Like, yep. No, 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 no. Yep. If I look at the name tag and I don't know who they are or I don't know where they are, nope. discard. Yeah, we're going last. <laughs> because sometimes, like, you come in after you've been off for three days and six dogs came in that maybe knew that. Yeah, I don't know who that you dog know who is. They yet. are. And if you pass out all the other bowls, you can see, like, oh, well, it must be Who's that dog. Left? It yeah. must be that dog because he don't Process have a bowl. of elimination. Process of elimination. But if you've been on vacation for a week, you're screwed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the name tags now, too. You can, like, definitely double check, but it's hard to do with, like, a big old pile of bowls in your hand. I don't like to carry around that many bowls because it's just hard to juggle and I'm going to drop them. Yeah, I don't do that. Mad. I don't do that. I dropped my stack probably like twice. That's probably a terrible thing. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's a terrible thing. Yeah, I see you guys carrying that big stack of bowls and I just think not that's doing the it. dumbest thing ever. Not Two, three tops. That's what I'll do. Two, three tops. Really? Yes. Oh, no. I'll, I'll carry five or six, but I got to know they're all in, like, the aisle that I'm going I can't for. Pick I can't pick up. I can't pick up more than three afterwards because I won't remember which ones I picked up. Oh, I can. I'll pick no. up like well, six, seven. Well, here's the worst thing that happens if you got like a stack or three or four of them in your hand, and then the phone rings. Yeah. And then and then you and then you're or the gate now, you, now you come back you have to, to put that your stack down like uh, in, the, in the office. Yeah. So anyway, put all the bowls down. Everybody eats. Somebody does meds, which is not me. And then specials spe and the specials, which is anybody that has like canned food, special food, raw food, anything that's in the refrigerator, you know, has medicine added to it, anything special. Which as time goes on, which seems to we seem to have more specials, more specials. Which, which tells me that people are caring more about what they're feeding their dogs. Yeah. So, you know, oh home cooked, favorite. raw food or even adding fresh food to their kibble. Just like say on the phone, like, well, I got food and it's like. Kind of weird. I'm like, bring me anything your dog will eat. Yeah, I was telling you, have no idea what I've seen. In the weird food dimension. Like, yeah, no, we bring have me had applesauce and graham crackers. That was a good one. Remember the dog that used to come with the head of lettuce? Yeah. <laughs> no, there was, a, there was a guy last time and he, he like brought a bunch of like flour tortillas. And he, yeah. wanted, he wanted us to make like chicken taquitos to feed his dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, bring one. I don't care. Bring one. Bring. The guy with the uh, ciabatta rolls. Yes. Ciabatta. I remember. I, yeah. He only likes chipotas. He only likes chipotas. <laughs> he's giving him chipotas rolls? Well, then there's Big Fat Boomer that only comes likes bananas. Bananas, yeah. There was another guy. He brought like he brought like 50 hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. He's like, my dog needs a hard-boiled egg. Like, I'm like, all right, bro. Okay. All right. We've seen some things. You can't weird me out. We Bring have. We have. Bodily, you can't. You anything. can't phase this. Raw chicken feet. I remember yeah. that one. That was a good oh, one. Yeah. That's so gross. But that yes. one dog that comes with soup all the time? Yeah, she comes with her soup. That dog never ate the chicken feet either. Every time we put the chicken feet. I don't want that chicken feet. My, dog eat my dogs don't all eat I've that. I've seen a dog eat Daryl with love with chicken feet. <laughs> 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 and Daryl. <laughs> That's weird and strange. Feet. But anything Rawr. a garbage can, diggity dog will eat yeah. anything. Yeah. So feed all the dogs, medicate, do all the specials, and now we got to pick all the bowls up. So you got to go back down the aisles, pick up everybody's bowl, refill it with their food, put their tag back in it, put them back in the cabinet. Ready for dinner. In the cabinet where their food is with a bin with, the na with their name on it so that you know. Which is more memory because you got to pick up the bowl and then remember which, which cabinet, cabinet that dog's in. food yes. is in. Yes. You know, special bowls have to go back in the sink, so you have to remember who's on specials. It's a whole thing, but we have like a memory system. That's ridiculous. I love feeding. It gets me excited just thinking yeah. about it. I go, you're good at it. I put it. That's how Trav and I feel about it too, because I'll crush you. Yeah. So I don't do specials because I'm so quick with the with the. I can feed all. I can feed. I can feed 85 dogs uh, in 45 minutes. It's always no problem. It's always a competition. Totally. To, Trav used to time it like. Uh, oh yeah. Like 90 dogs, 30 minutes. Mm, yeah. Record time. Nailed it. When I was like 15, he's timed me do it. Like, cause remember when I was, I would be here and I would be like. 
we didn't used to have as many people. So it would be like me and yeah. like a I, second person yeah. and the whole day with like 75 dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he timed me with like 75 dogs. And I got pretty good at it. I don't yeah. remember my time, but I got pretty like quick. Yeah. Nope. I'm sorry. You can't have it right now. We're podcasting right now. Give me that baby a cookie. Hi. Okay, go back in there. I'll tell you when we're done. That was Mabel. I'm going to give that baby a cookie. I'm gonna give it. She, she already a had a popsicle. I don't care. Baby wants a cookie. She just wants a cookie. Yeah. Give that cookie that baby. Okay, so all dogs are fed. we got to wait until 10 o'clock because that's the last. Between because 8 and 10, clients, people can come. Our clients are allowed to come and drop off and or pick up their dogs between the hours of 8 and 10 a.m. or 3 to 6 p.m. The rest of the time, we don't we don't save for human beings coming in except for except for evaluations have evaluation appointments for their dogs for their first time to come and stay with us so yeah we wait until 10 o'clock for breakfast to to finish be over and be done with human beings before we let back out again right so then you know 10 that's, 10 that's why we don't let them out till, because when people come dogs get excited and if they're in a big group and they're excited then like there's that, that's if your dog danger. comes and i have 75 dogs out already i can't Bring your dog straight into 75 dogs. So we wait That's until not the nice. window's closed and then let all the dogs back. Right. right. I'll let your dog out, and then I can slowly let out the other dogs. There's a whole system. There's a whole system. There's a whole system. It's like we've been doing this before. I done it once or twice. So then all the dogs come back out. We go out and take pictures. We're out there for an hour or so, depending on how awful the weather is. If it's cold, then you're out there for five minutes. If it's hot, you're out there for an if hour. If it's cold, I don't go at all. Yeah. No, it's, it's hot. I don't go either. Yeah. I haven't been out recently. It's too hot. I got five minutes, and then I'm dehydrated. <laughs> But when it's a nice day, it's nice to yeah, sit, sit out, out there. there. Sit out there for like 45 minutes or something with taking pictures. pictures of dogs, enjoying themselves. Come back in. Somebody does Facebook. The children start cleaning. Clean, well, cl- rotating I mean, their lunch time. So, there's so much cleaning to be done. I think okay. you can't emphasize that enough to people. It's not just vacuuming the dens and mopping them in the morning. And it's everything. You have to clean every surface ever, period. You can imagine how dirty your dogs in your house, how dusty they make your house with, you know, two or three dogs. Imagine what a, what kind of suffering a building does with 70, 80 dogs in it. How much in your house if you have one husky? Playing WrestleMania. I'm amazed at the amount of hair that comes out of some dogs sometimes. When you open their den in the morning and, like, you know that they've only been in there since overnight. Labs. This was vacuumed yesterday. Labs will blow. Good gravy. A, a carpet of black hair. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm amazed. The, the, the George, George and Charles. Charles. So much hair. <laughs> Two black labs, I swear. It's like, that's like a black There's shag rug in there. There's like a third dog's there. worth of hair in there. <laughs> they're like, shirt to go to bed. They're like big labs, too. Yeah. They're like those giant They labs. like drop so much hair overnight that it'll blow your socks off. Yeah, it's amazing. Huskies. Like, sometimes I'll go in there, like, you know, you... We go in there and, you know, pick up the beds and see if there's any messes and everything. And then I have to, like, go back and look, like, who was in here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, oh, it was a husky. Charles. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a rabbit exploded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just overnight because it that's wasn't. That's just what came off them while they were sleeping. While they were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it just went. <laughs> I pity your vacuum. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so crazy about sweeping at the end of the day. I'm so crazy about it. I, like, I sweep that floor so thoroughly, man. You sweep it and you vacuum it and you can't believe in the morning how much hair there will be shed overnight. Yeah. Just you overnight. can't believe it. A, we should make a pile and take a picture of it. We should. We have to put in a picture of George and Charles's den because, Good wow. grief. <laughs> okay, so take pictures. We come back in. The employees start rotating their lunches. Somebody's doing Facebook. Everybody starts cleaning. Blah, blah, blah. All that happens until maybe there's an evaluation that day, sometime between 12 and 2. Do the evaluations. Continue with the day till we lock up continuing for... Continuing with cleaning. Continuing with cleaning, with play, and cleaning. cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and watching the dogs. And, 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 when you cl- and when you clean at Lone Star Dog Ranch, you're just accompanied by a bunch of dogs who are going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey. What hey. are you doing? What hey. are you doing? Can I help? <laughs> I, I hate when they come in the den with me when I'm trying to clean. <laughs> or trying like to trying to clean baseboards or something. Yeah. You got a bunch of noses in your face. <laughs> like, you know what? Those Angus and Chungus boys, I love those boys. I love those boys so much, but Angus wants to drink the freaking... Bleach <laughs> you need to not you need to like get away and not do that because it's so bad <laughs> just don't we have to hide the bleach bucket when they're there <laughs> so then afternoon feeding starts around 3 3 30 lock all the dogs back up in any random den feed them all over again specials put down pick up medications all of that jazz and then everybody comes back out again until bedtime until bedtime everybody go potty Go potty, go potty. It's Don't potty in out. your den. Make your explosions outside. 
y'all because uh, you know the ranch is right next to my backyard so i feel i always hear travis yelling for them to let's go let's go let's go let's go let's go clapping for everybody <laughs> everybody come outside some get your poop out get your poop out don't poop in here poop out sometimes they do that if you don't like get them all outside quickly outside. they have to walk them out physically yeah it's one of the things that makes me crazy and create a little excitement mm -hmm. yep get it get things rolling get your body mm -hmm. moving that walking makes you have to go oh maybe Ooh, i gotta poop maybe I got a because some dogs are lazy like all day Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? and then you just, if you just, you know, got them off the floor and put them into their den, then they didn't go poop right. first. And then they're, they're going to poop in there. They're sweeping. Yeah, well, I don't want to see in the morning. Poop outside, like a dog. So that's kind of an average day at the Lone Star Dog Ranch. Um, I do want to spend a little bit of time kind of going back into our history and I want to talk a little bit about the flu and how that's impacted our business. Yeah, because it's interesting to hear that it is still there. around here. Yeah. Still having flu cases, shelters, other boarding facilities. And yeah, it's also I, important to note that no other boarding facilities in our area d demanded that the flu shot happen. And one of the things that we learned about that inadvertently was we just recently hired a couple of new people at the ranch and kind of listen to their experience of places that they've worked at that the flu was like rampant and still in places that they worked at that north dallas yeah that people are in it's like so many places just want to sweep it under the rug and not talk about it and not demand anything and not it's it's gross yeah and it's disappointing in our, this industry well, because uh, because obviously you care more about the money that you're making from right. clients coming than you care about the safety of the dogs that are coming there. Right. Because <coughs> the flu hitting us and us, it was terrible. I think we should just like kind of go into the details of how terrible it was. <coughs> um, started started a little bit after Thanksgiving and pro progressively got worse like the couple of weeks before Christmas and it, then it was just a time bomb. Well, it's just we weren't sure at that point. <clears throat> like what exactly Because we've was. never seen this before. Yeah, we know we have some kind of upper respiratory infection. Yeah, you just think it's a little kennel cough, which, you know, that mm -hmm. happens. Even if yeah. everybody's vaccinated for kennel cough, kennel cough has multiple strains and the vaccine only covers, you know, a couple of them and you're never, it's never 100%. That's why we require it every six months. That's why every boarding facility requires it for every six months. You're trying to do the best that you can, but it's it's never 100% guarantee it happens. Okay, so we just think we got, you know, a little strain of kennel cough going around. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, we bleach everything every day anyway, but it just keeps getting worse. It just keeps, it just keeps getting, getting worse. worse. And, and the they're sicker and sicker and worse and more, more of them. More dogs have it. More dogs have it. And more dogs keep coming in and there's no stopping it. I think the first dog that we had to hospitalize was Bobby Jack. Yeah. He was like down and out. But, you know, I worried about him because he was heartworm positive. And so is he harboring something from the shelter, you know, that's come up really? I have no idea. You know, right. <clears throat> he shouldn't be. He should be totally clear. But so the hospitalizations. Jeez. I know we hospitalized Bobby Jack and then it and then it kind of hit. He was in there for like six days or something. I think we ended up hospitalizing Maybe like 15 different I would say dogs. 15. I yeah. would say 15 different dogs. Clients' dogs. <coughs> Clients' dogs. But our own dogs as well. Yeah, Boo -boo Bubs, Boo-Boo. Boo-Boo was hospitalized. I don't think you had any hospitalized. Sweeps. Sweeps, Sweeps is hospitalized. <coughs> Every day when we came in, in the thread from the employees was a picture of this dog's down and out, this dog's down and out, this dog's down and out. And we're trying to determine the level of sickness of like who needs to be hospitalized it's triage because because it's not just us in this area this is an area-wide problem so they're the vets are full you can't get into the er emergency's yeah. full there's no oxygen cages there's no there's nowhere to take them so it's triage of you know who needs it the worst right. that was the most panicking part about the whole thing is that you know, obviously, separate from the fact that, like, you're in a nightmare. You're just, like, surrounded by sick, do sick dogs. You have to go in every day, and there's just, like, new dogs that are sick and triage them the best you can. But, you know, coming from, you know, the rescue side of it to where you feel like 
medically you feel like invincible like because you have so many contacts you know so many people so many different vets so many working relationships with vet staff but then when when something like this happens and everyone's sick you have nothing you have nothing anymore nope. all that is right out the window yep you're just you have, another you have, number you have no car blanche you cannot get a hold of anybody everyone is just running around on fire yep. that was the <laughs> the worst part about it is that you just it, it makes you it makes you just not want to do it anymore because well it's and like, i think it's important for people to understand when you're dealing with dogs who are very sick with an upper respiratory infection the one thing that they probably need is oxygen and like your regular vet like dr reno they don't have that oxygen they don't, they have, don't that. have oxygen mm-hmm. explain what oxygen is they have to go into a ca- like if you were sick you would be on like a nasal cannula in the hospital with Words. oxygen like the thing that goes in your the nose tubey thing the tube in, the nose in your nose, nose. Yeah. or a mask <laughs> that goes over your mouth that is giving you mm-hmm. oxygen. Yeah. Well, you can't put a mask over a dog's mouth, you know, unless they were unconscious to give them oxygen. They have they to go into like, an oxygen like cage yeah. where oxygen is being mm-hmm. pumped into the cage that they're in. Mm-hmm. So your there's regular vet... There's not that many oxygen cages. There's there. not that many oxygen cages because... Well, there's not that many ERs even. You know I mean? We, we, ended, up using, we ended up using Denton. Oh, yeah. ER. We're in Denton. We're in Dallas. We're, in Dallas. we're calling all over trying to get... Who's yeah. got what? Because, oh, so-and-so's got a space like, you know... These two are going to share. Okay, great. That's fine. Right. So <clears throat> all we could do is just just do it day after day. Because so they go through the motions. Just we're keep in, going. Because we're at maximum capacity. Every day you come it's in and what's holiday. on fire? It's a, it's a, it's the Christmas It's a holiday, holiday, and we're dealing with dogs with people's you know, owners who are out of town. Right. And this is our job to care for them in whatever circumstance we get until someone comes back for them. If your dog needs to be hospitalized, I'm going to hospitalize it. Yeah. And sometimes I can't even reach you. Sometimes people are out of the country. They're sometimes on a cruise they're ship. They're on a cruise ship. They're not, they're not reachable. You're and on your vacation. Why would you answer your phone anyway? And we just have to make the decisions yeah. on what's best for your dog. Yep. And some of them are very, very sick. Some of them are... They're sick and, th- you know, they need some medication, but they're, it's not life-threatening. Some of them need to be in oxygen for like 24 hours, and then they're on medicine, and then they can come home. So not only are we managing that, but we also have to send one of us to transport these dogs, and we're full. Our, so we lose part of our staff trying to take care of we're every at maximum day. occupancy every single day. Yeah. So it, during that time, bubbles came down with it, and a client's dog, whose who's the, the dog's name was Rip. And he was a Bordeaux pup. Um, and we not, have not dis- discussed this publicly. And I asked permission for, from the owners if we could discuss what happened to Rip. Because, you know, p- people might remember on the page, him and Bubbles came down with it at the same time. Yeah, Jenna took both of them to the emergency and, on the same day. And Rip, Rip was one of those dogs. He was fine one day. Yeah. And the next day... Because every morning the the staff would send in so and so's got a runny nose, so and so's got a runny nose, so and so coughing. That's how it starts. I got a little bit of a runny nose. Some of them it never got worse than having a runny nose, right? Or a little cough. Some of them get a little cough. Other ones, like Rip, from one day to the next, when we came in, Jenna said he looks really bad. Rip looks really bad. He's got snot Snot all pouring out of his his nose. nose. And so Jenna did the transport that day to Dallas. It wasn't, I was there that morning. It wasn't just the snot coming out of his nose. It was, it was red. There was, there was blood in there it. There was blood in his nostrils. And he's down no, and out. There was blood in his mucus. And it's he's, green and, and he's it's bloody. And he's down and out. Like yep. he feels terrible. So he got transported with bubbles. Because she was bad the same day. She was bad the same day. She was at home. I don't think Bubbles had even been to the ranch. No. It's just like, that. that's how... It's airborne. It's airborne. I think mm-hmm. we come, it comes from our own clothes. We take it home to our own dog. They could cough in the yard, and it just goes like this into the air. So Jenna did the transport. She loaded both both bears into her car and is waiting at MedVet Dallas with both of them. And she gets back into a room, and she's texting us, I'm really worried about Rip. She goes, I just don't think that he's... 
Oxygen. She's ringing the emergency bell. Yeah, they're bringing her an oxygen tube that she can kind of hold in front hold of his her. mouth because until they can get to him. Because you have to understand the the ER vets are overwhelmed too. They're yeah. overwhelmed. It's like it's it's like a pandemic. Yeah, and they're in their buildings. So they're both laboring. Bubbles is laboring. She's just taking the tube. Right, to going back and forth to try to give oxygen to both of them. So their owners were not reachable. They're on a cruise. We called and called and called, but we didn't get anywhere. They were on a they're on a Disney cruise with their little kids. You know, it's Christmas time. That's what they did. They went to a Disney cruise for their vacation for their summer uh, Christmas vacation. So both were hospitalized at the same time. Jenna was afraid that Rip was crashing when she was there. She felt like he was crashing, like he just wasn't getting enough oxygen. So they took him back. He got a nasal cannula where they put that into his nose. They put Bubbles and Rip into the same oxygen cage together. Because like that's the only one they had. Like they're just going to share. That's the, only, that's the only one that was available. So they put two bears in there at the same time. Um, I think that was a Thursday that that happened. And, you know, I'm the one that takes the calls from the emergency doctors. So she called me, and she's updating me about Bubbles. And then she's updating me about Rip. And she's, you know, she was worried about him. She goes, you know, he's, he's struggling. And I'm thinking, and I said to her, he's going to be okay. I mean, he's a young dog. He's a, like a young dog. And, and I'll never forget her voice when she said, you never know how this is going to hit. She goes, we'll get like a really old dog. And you think that they're like, th their defenses are down and they're not going to make it. And they do. And then the young ones, the ones that you think are healthy and, and viable, then they don't. And it put that that fear in me, yeah, you know, and it got to be Saturday. They updated me on Friday with both of them. <coughs> Bubbles was improving. Rip, they were worried about. He was still hanging in there, but they were worried about him. On Saturday, Bubbles was okay to go home. So I, Laura and I both went to MedVet Dallas, and we, they put you into a room. And I'm talking to the tech, and I said, tell me how Rip is. And she goes, I, she goes I'm, I think he's going septic. And I heard that, and I went, oh, my God. I just, can't even I just can't even believe it. Because here they are, him and Bubs, hand in hand, in the same oxygen cage, getting the same treatment. And he, she said that word septic, and I thought, we're going to lose this dog. We're just going to lose this dog. But I, I denial clicks in. Like, I just don't even want to hear that. I don't want to think that. And I took Bubbles home. And then it, I think that night, Saturday night, is when the owners finally, we, they we were reachable. We were, we're re flying were reachable. Because they have messages. You mm -hmm. realize the messages that they're But until your up. cruise ship pulls into somewhere with service, exactly. you get nothing. Exactly. So I think he emailed, and I think we talked by phone, and, you know, he's got no idea what the hell is going on here. And you can't emphasize enough how bad it is and how – because, you know, these are people that have boarded with us for years oh, and yeah, years. Oh, yeah, they've been clients for years. I mean – And nothing like this has ever happened before. So it's shocking for them, but it's shocking for us too. Yeah. You know? We've never had this. So come Sunday morning – they that now they're in touch with the hospital so i kind of like leave the situation that's how it works is i kind of like they're not going to tell you because right, i kind of i kind of hand off you know and, and and then suddenly you kind of become an outsider it's a weird thing and every hospital is different on how they handle whether that. they'll talk to you still or not right so i just kind of moved away and, and said he you know he's in your hands now and you know i left it at that and and uh, there's a little sense of relief about that because I want, if there's any decisions to be made, I want that to be the owner as much as I possibly can. So when I'm able to hand off, then I know this dog is in the hands of his owners where he, where he belongs. So Sunday morning, they called you. Yeah. And they gave you an update. They gave you an update. Gave me an update. Said, um, you know, he's still hanging in there. Um, they were going to go see him. <coughs> They were thinking about going to see him. It wasn't like he's doing great. It's right. just that he's still... He's still hanging he's in there. He's still hanging in there. Yeah. And so they were going to go see him. And, you know, so I thought that was, you know, good news if you're going to go see him. I think I texted you guys after that, too, and, like, told you what was going on. Yeah. 
And then, like, not, like, 20, 30 minutes later, he calls me right back. And he says they just called him, and then he, they he lost He just died. Him. He just died. Oh. So. And we have the shock, and they have the shock. He said... I couldn't believe he it. Said he said that they had that. loaded the kids in the car to go see Rip, and he had forgotten his phone, I think he said, oh in God. the house. So he ran back in, and his phone was ringing, and they called and said that he died. Yeah. So, you know, you got... Here's now you got all your, your little kids in the car to go see your dog, and, y- and you have to go back out and go get him and say... Yeah. So uh, clearly you can understand the devastation, but the reason we tell this story is... I mean, we love that dog. He's a great dog. Yeah, that put a that put a damper on like the whole day. We got told that, and like I I don't cry when I'm at work usually, but that one like I was that was very upsetting. Well, because what everyone. are you supposed to do with that? I mean, yeah. you go like, what am I supposed to do? With? This isn't how this is supposed to happen, yeah. you know? No, and then you have <coughs> because Bubs and Rip were in the hospital at the same time, and my and dog you have to feel Bubs, guilt. And Bubs survives, and he doesn't. So now you have survivor's guilt. And I've got a sick dog I'm taking care of. And I'm looking at her and I'm going, why, you know, my dog survived you f- this. You feel bad that your dog survived and his didn't. Which And it's just this weird, awkward thing that's in your head now. Survivor's guilt. Well, and we're still doing this at the ranch. He's This isn't the that's only one. Over. There's still dogs that are, we're still we doing this. We had dogs this. in the hospital then. We yeah. still had yeah. dogs in the hospital then. That were still taking phone calls off and juggling owners and, you know, concerned owners. Ones that we can reach, but they can't do anything about it. So yeah. they're calling us for updates. You're juggling all of that with, and and our own dogs are sick. I have Bessie who's who comes down with it. Oh yeah, I and I, and, the, and the ER won't take her. They're they're not taking her. She's not sick enough. She's not. And I've got her. I've got her under the blankets in my bed, making an oxygen cage with a with a um, nebulizer. A nebulizer, trying to give her breathing treatments the under the like, covers. I I took Bobby Jack home. Like after he got out of the hospital, and I knew like there was a risk, like you know he's still going to transmit it, and all my dogs got it. Yeah, uh, all of it. They, they they all had it like in different ways, but it was mostly small. But then Boo Boo got it, and she just kind of steadily, slowly got worse. So like, you know, I was trying to nebulize her under the blanket and do all this stuff, and then eventually it's like, no, mm-hmm. she is struggling too hard to breathe, and I'm yeah. not going to allow it to continue any longer, so we're going to the ER, and I had to drive to, like, Louisville or something. To you, went to you went to Denton. She went to Denton. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And she's in there, and you don't know if she's going to survive, because some dogs obviously don't. And the thing is, is it's important for people to understand is dur- during this point in time, we still don't know what we're dealing with. And then we start running respiratory panels. We, which take mm-hmm. two which weeks take, to come Which back. take, like, ten days yeah. to, to come back. And and they ca- and when and when they came back because we started running them on everybody because we want to know what we're dealing with, and some of them have Bordetella and some of them have the flu, some of them have just the flu, some of them have there's two different types of flu. Yeah, that's why we require the bivalent flu vaccine because we could, would see both types of flu. We're covering all our bases. We're covering all of our bases, and <clears throat> to end up losing dogs like this. Because we had other clients' dogs, their dogs didn't die from it, but they got sick from it, and they had pneumonia, and they're down and out, and their owners opted to, to not try to keep fighting to save them. Yeah. Because they're <coughs> 15 years old. Or and it's thousands of dollars. And it's thousands of dollars to try to keep a dog. I mean, the vet bill on Rip, I think it was like, you know, $6,000. And he died. And he, and he died. We, didn't, we couldn't even save him. So we're doing that day after day after day with multiples of dogs. And it's, you know, it's heart-wrenching. It's painful, and it's unbelievable. It's It's awful. And then we have to figure out what to do. What are we going to do now? Because we can't just keep cycling dogs in. I I had one client, you know, it's like an older, older little, little tiny poodle mix thing he was like god i forget his name charlie charlie, charlie. Yeah. hospitalized charlie and a hospitalized charlie yeah. that was his first his time first time ever at the ranch with us yeah. i'm trying to call that that number we just had one, one phone number that like didn't work but every day i'm like trying to call it and i'm just like dreading when they do answer the phone to be like hey it's your first time boarding with me Weird. I just racked up a three thousand dollar er bill for you because i thought your dog was gonna die yeah. it's like you know you, you know some clients are 
can handle something like that. And you know, some clients cannot handle something like that. Yeah. But it's like, I just, I just have to treat everyone like, 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 like mine, like that's, they're my dog. Yeah. That's what like, we do. Is I like, would drop three grand on my dog to save its life. Yeah. You know, we're not going to not do that. It's, d- d- no, we're not I'm not going to yeah. wait till I hear from you to, to yeah. make no. a judgment. I'm going to fight but it's to so, save your dog's life. That's it, what I'm going to do. It's just such a difficult, you know, so many thing, things about it are difficult. That that was just one of them for me. It's just, you know, I just have, you just have to, you know, someone's just going to, who's on vacation, who's, you know, actively spending money. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, you're going to have a $3,000 ER bill when you come pick up your dog. He, he was one of the last dogs because what we ended up doing was we ended up dogs that were scheduled to come in like, you know, January 3rd or January 4th. We canceled them all. Yeah. We called everybody ahead of time and said, we are not bringing any dogs into this environment. And we're just trying to send dogs home. Right? To make it just stop. Yeah. Trying to, to wait make, until to we can get them stop. all out the door. And Charlie was one of the last ones. He was in like the, one of the last the three. One of the last three dogs that we had. Mm-hmm. And she was a little upset. I, I let him out. And we never did speak to her. No, we never reached her. She so, was, I think, getting the message and then trying to reply to that like with a text but it's a landline, so she, like it wasn't going through. Uh. So she thinks she's responding to me, and I'm not responding to her. But it was all just, you know, it was a so mess. So that's a face to face of somebody that comes in the door to pick up their dog. Yeah, and yeah here's your bill. Cold. Yeah, and but here they, I have all these meds for your dog, and we you know he. It's his first time here. It's his first stay yeah. with us. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? We. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think we'd ever see them again, but they've come back several. They times. have come back several times since. I had another then. one. It's a nice I, can't, dog. I can't remember who the dog was, but like they had their dog, and like you know, it was with them for like ten years, and. You know, they boarded it before, but then they stopped. Like, they hadn't boarded their dog in five years because they were, you know, afraid or whatever. And, like, this is the first, okay, we're going to start boarding my dog again. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So that's what we did. We slowly, day by day, eked out the last dogs going home, sending all the sickness away. Our own dogs are all sick, trying to recover from that. That that went on for weeks. weeks. The coughing went on for weeks with our own dogs. I think Marco coughed for three weeks. Nana all coughed for a long dogs, time. Frog boy did for sick. a long time. Every single one of my dogs. I didn't think that Ma's dog Melba would survive. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to survive. Daryl yeah. was sick. Yeah, my dogs. I I feel like my dogs were sick for just like the longest. It just it just the ne- cough, it just, the lingering it just cough, never went away. Yeah. Fred coughing. Yeah. Sweeps coughing. Yeah, so then, you know, that now we're down to zero dogs and have to just, we're just going to sanitize the hell out of this building. We're going to touch every surface, clean every speck and spot in the whole building, air purifiers, repainting. And, re- and, and reaching out to every dog that is booked for the month of January. Into to February. Can- to cancel them. Yeah. And people are mad. <coughs> They're mad about that. Because they didn't experience it. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's the big deal? Well, it's, it's a very big deal. And we, knew, and we knew that it was going on at other boarding facilities. Because the vets you hear from, they've got dogs from all different from places. From all different places. Yeah, it's not like it's just, just us and we're, we're, we're like the hot zone. We're all different types of vets all day long. So, yeah, it's just, it's just on fire everywhere. So Laura was, in, Laura was in her vet's office with <clears> one of her dogs, and, the, and she said the girl that worked there said, yeah, she said, we just had some people come in that had just picked up their dog from a boarding facility down the street and were rushing it in to be seen. And she goes, we went out to the car and it was dead. Yeah. So I look at that and I go, this dog was this ill at a boarding facility and they didn't hospitalize this dog. They left it in a den to be sick. Yeah. That, it, that it, it died in the car ride coming out of the boarding facility to the vet. Mm. And I'm like, come on, people. Well, it's just, it, it's, it also is just a, you know, that's, that's how quickly this illness would, would hit some dogs. You know, um, and it would be like different times. I think Sweeps was coughing for like a week or so, but just like a constant cough. You just have to monitor this stuff all the time. You're doing temperature checks all the time. Oh, yeah. We had a board going with temperature checks. Emma was constantly bringing dogs down to my house. I knew my dogs were already exposed. So she's just like bringing dogs down to my house. And we're just doing sub-Q fluids in my kitchen. We're just doing them over, like just lining them up, just doing everything we can. Um, to combat it because, you know, you didn't have a vet to take it to. So you're, you're, do, you're doing you're doing all the preliminary stuff that, that right. you know a vet would do. 
Um, you know, Doctor Rena, Doctor Rena, loaded, loaded us up with Looking doxycycline. Yeah. yeah, because that's the antibiotic that you would use to treat this. So we just had that, like you know, big bottles of it and doses to try to start treating dogs yeah. because yeah. we can't get into a hospital. Yeah, yeah. dogs that don't necessarily need to be hospitalized yet. Let's get them started and see if we can nip right. this in the that bud. Avoid hospitalization. Worse. That yeah. day that I decided we had to go to the hospital. It was like at 10 in the morning when I'm like, we're done. We're going to the hospital. And the only ER that was there was didn't open until 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember so that. is she going to die on me before then? So then that's when I'm nebulizing her under the blanket. I took her to Travis and Emma gave her fluids like just to like live until we get there. And then that's yeah, so fun. So, but yeah, that was the constant. That but to watch other places continue to, I mean, they're suffering with the same thing that we're suffering with, but then they don't do anything about it. Right. They're not. There's no stopping. Nobody else shut down. Nobody else and that's disinfected what, and their that's whole building. And that's why they're still seeing it. They're still seeing it because they're not requiring that dogs are vaccinated for it. And it's, it, they never cleaned house. Yeah. They never you know? started fresh again. Right. And that's the With thing. With vaccinated that, dogs. That's the thing that we insisted upon is <laughs> no. Yeah. No. We're not, we're not doing we're this not again. We're not doing this again. We yeah. will never do this again. And, and it's irritating to a lot of clients who for years have never had this requirement. Yeah. This mm-hmm. never requirement. Didn't. They're used to just calling us, you know, two days before and they want to bring their dog. Right. And Which it sucks because it takes three weeks to complete the vaccine. Right. They can't just process. go run and get it. And if they can just go yeah. run and get it like a Bordetella, like. Right. So this, so, so this vaccine, it requires an initial vaccine. It's almost like the, uh, like the first go round of the, of the COVID shot. You have to get one and then you have to get a booster. Mm-hmm. That's how this one works. You get the initial shot, and three weeks later they get the booster, and then it's an annual shot after right. that. Yeah, but in that three, but you're week, not covered. It, until but you in, got the, in that three-week w- process there of getting the one shot and then getting the booster, your dog will not set foot in my facility. Exactly. So I can't evaluate it. I can't board it. There's no last-minute trips here yeah. anymore. There's no. no. Oh, we decided to go away for the weekend. Can there, I bring him today? No yeah, sure. Yeah. There's nope. no exceptions. Nope. There's no nothing. None of Sorry. that. Which has created a huge amount of business loss for us. Huge. Tons. I mean, it's impact. It, it has impacted us the whole year, and will continue to impact us the whole year until we have all of our clientele on board with this, which. It still gets us on new people I, I, every I time. Will, I will, st- I will say, ninety percent of our clients have been fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. they most of them thank us for being so diligent yep. and being so willing to, you know, do something. Because we are literally trying to save your dog's life. Yeah, I'm literally trying to keep your dog alive. And the alive. life of every other dog that's here. If your dog brings it in right. because they're not vaccinated, you're gonna you're because gonna your dog could dog. carry it and have no symptoms. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's it started with some dog that came in the door with it. Yeah. That and and we didn't have a dog that came in the door that was obviously sick. Yeah, it because we would in, have sent it out. It came in that it was, it's harboring it, but it doesn't have any. I symptoms think that's what Doctor Reno said. It's a hundred percent communicable. Every dog near that dog will get it, yeah. whether right. they have symptoms or how sick it makes yeah. them. Every dog will get so it. So there's no isolation here, you yeah, know, no. which is which is what we tried. You see to, a we, symptom, the cat's well out of the bag. Which is what we tried to do in the beginning, but then after you know. A, f- a couple of days you just realize no there's there's nothing i'm not doing anything here no, nothing is working. you know we have two the fire just keeps raging right yeah. we have the main building that has 33 dens in it we have the expansion that has 20 dens in it and it does have a door that separates yeah so when it first started we thought we're just going to try to move the sick ones into into the lounge and try to keep them isolated and it was just so quick to see how this few it's futile. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, already our, 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 well, then our, we had more sick dogs in the lounge than we yeah. had in the main. Yeah. Right. We were running out of dens. Iso- this isolation day, turned into general population. Yeah. Right. Because this day we have 26 dogs. Then uh, t- 20 sick dogs. The next day we come in, we have 30. Yeah. And yeah. the next day we have 40. Mm-hmm. It get, I mean, it got to the point where literally like 90% of the dogs were sick. Yeah. But they're probably all sick, just 90% have symptoms. Right. And but it's very from like, oh, you have a little bit of a snotty nose or you have a little bit of a cough to you need to go to emergency. Six hours I, think later, it was, you can't. I think it was like 70% showed, showed symptoms. The rest of them, <laughs> no But symptoms. then when we started reading about this flu, it was very clear that m- many dogs will get will be will have this they would test positive for it but they have no symptoms yeah, yeah. just like covid yeah. like people who would test positive for covid but they have no symptoms laura's son who's had covid twice yeah he has no symptoms but he tests positive for covid yeah. 
So that was the juggle. And it continues to be a juggle. It continues. Every day. That phone call is still every day. Every Our whole protocol has changed. What you say to customers on the phone, how to explain about the vaccine is now every single day. Since every single then. phone call. Since then. Somebody it, new calls it, and they want to board their dog. It the feels like that was not gonna be able to. feels like that was like five years ago. It does feel like that. And it was what, eight months ago? Yeah, it does. And, it, and the flu <laughs> rages on in other places. Yeah, because that's and, and that's what over. was that's what was surprising to hear, you know, with talking to some other people at different places. It's like, yeah, it's still happening right now. Yeah. Right now. It's I still happening. get people on the phone who tell me that, you know, they I told them they needed a flu vaccine in order to come and they called their vet and their vet says you don't need that. Like that's not a thing anymore. I'm like, "Well, I I beg to differ." Yeah. I I don't know what your vet's seeing, but I'm still hearing about it that it's over here. And, and I'm, I, I'm not taking it without it. So yeah. I, I don't care if your vet says that. Don't care. You yeah. require it. Yeah. That's really what it boils just down like, to. Just like a vet will say about Bordertel, oh, you only need it once a year. Like, no. Nope. I say you need, you need it every six months. If you want to stay here, yeah. you need it. So any new client that calls us that wants to board their dog two weeks from that time, we and can't the, take them. Some people yeah. just have gotten that on their own, you know, before this it's ever few, happened. It's few and far between. Very little. It's very rare. It happens, but... Most of the time, we, we don't get them as a new client. Yeah, we just lose new clients Yeah, all mm -hmm. year long. Yeah, All year long. Existing clients, new clients, we can't take your dog. Right. And that's People hard. who say they're going to get it, and you book them, and then they don't, and then you have to cancel them at the last minute. Well, some people, you talk to them on the phone, and you t tell them what's required, and, and they just go like this, oh, yeah, yeah my, my oh, dog got, has everything. Yeah. My vet vaccinates for everything mm -hmm. until they go looking at it and go, oh, no, that's, they weren't vaccinated yeah. for it. At least you're seeing from the vets now that they're ordering it. It's more common. Most of them. Yeah, because in the beginning, it was hard <clears> to get <throat> your hands on it. It's out of stock everywhere. It's out of stock. Dr. Yeah. was rationing it. Yeah, we had a bunch of people. We had a bunch of clients who wanted to book, but they just could not find the vaccine. Couldn't get their hands yeah. on it. So we had, to, we had to say no to them, too. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, at the same time, we're vaccinating all of our rescues for it. Anybody that comes <gasps> in there, they Because they, we can't bring them from the yeah, sanctuary to the that ranch. That building was locked down. Nobody in or out. No yeah. people in or out unless yeah. you... Yeah. yeah, it changed the whole protocol for even like meet and greets for people to bring their dog and like meet a, a rescue dog. Because it mean, just takes one to bring it in there. It does. Because yeah. I, I had all my dogs at home that have it and I have symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's on my clothes. That's, a, that's how I always assumed. Like I'm just a cloud of, of canine influenza. So I'm not going to go places like to the rescue. I'm not going over there. No, I, didn't yeah. go, I didn't step no. foot in the door for like two months. Me either. Yeah. I won't even go over there to get a bag of dog food. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to take it out and put it on my porch. Yeah. I would get home from work and like immediately change my clothes and yeah. shower and like before I went downstairs to get food or anything like mm -hmm. that. Or I would try to at least really hard. Yeah, it mm -hmm. felt like contagion. I yeah. Mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It really felt it felt like contagion. <clears throat> and uh, you know, I wanted to talk about this in this podcast because I don't think that you know you can't cover it to the level on the Facebook page of what it actually, it's a, there's a lot of stories here. Yeah, well, you can't explain you know? the gravity of it necessarily in a couple paragraphs in a post. Right. No, because that was just a whirlwind that we lived in for like a month. Yeah. Well, but with that comes so much fear, like fear for the dog's safety, fear for our business, because for us, December is a big month because people are out of town for Christmas. But then we go into January and February, which are very slow months for us. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of prepare for that going into it. And now we go into January and February where you have nothing. Yeah. No business. Yeah. So pay your bills. Pay your employees. Right. I mean. It, it felt like COVID again. Yeah. There, it was like. Basically, we lost our business. We lost again. our business again. You know? We're trying to figure out how to, how to make ends meet, how to pay right. bills. How many cookies can we bake? Try to keep your employees employed until we can get back and get opened again. But even when we opened again three weeks later, we don't have any clients that, whose dogs are vaccinated I yet. I actually, I actually sat down in the system for every dog that was booked for the entire year. And I had to contact every single one of yeah, those we built people. Email lists that explain what's happening to explain to try, them. Try to because get them. they're you know it's 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 January, <laughs> but they're booked like in March. Yeah. To explain, you have this stay booked in March. This is what we're going to require. You need to do this. And right sometimes now. It's, it's hard to get that information to people. Like I said, an email list. Well, only half of them opened it. Yeah. So how do you how do you? And sometimes you, you, know, you call them on the phone. Maybe it's an old phone number they put in for a long time. So you can't reach that person to tell them what they need to do. Otherwise, they're going to be surprised when they can't bring their dog in from the parking lot. 
so fun. It's a lot of fun. And, and, you see, and, you, and you still do it every day. Every day. I still have people and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Or you, or you have dog, dogs that are booked. They're like, oh, okay, like I'll book your dates. And like, you tell me that you're going to go to the vet and get the vaccines and it's going to be on this day. And then you email them. And then you have to keep uh, keep up with that and make sure they do. And fi- find the vaccines in the email. Do they put it on the website? Or do they put it on the email? Find it. Put it in the computer. So that, that's blah, my blah, that's blah. my new job. Yeah, you're an office I, person. I run an o- I run an office from my bedroom mm-hmm. because that's all mm-hmm. I do is chase people. Medical I, charting. I chase people for vaccines. I remind people, I text people, I email people. It's just a con. I stay ahead of the program, of you know, two, three weeks ahead of time. Thank the Lord that this remote program and the texting thing got achieved technologically before. Can you imagine? When we started, we didn't have that, where we didn't have, like, you can run the software from remote and you can send text messages to people. And so we, Jen had a clipboard. Yeah, we, had a we clipboard. were taking notes and calling people off the clipboard. Yeah, yeah. a clipboard. And the program that I have that I use at home, every person, every person who's who I've contacted, that there's a note made of when they were contacted. I texted them. I emailed them. Because when them. you take the bookie reserve, because people are like, you know, okay, I'll, you, you're going to do what you say you're going to do, and I believe you because lots, basically everyone does that. So I'll book your dates, but I'm going to make a note on the boarding reservation that says this person, uh, this is me on this date. I t- I took this call. This person told me they're going to get this is the, the appointment at their vet. And when they send it, that's what this person told me. And that's why I booked it instead of saying, no, you can't. So you have to look at the note and catch up with them and make sure they did it when they said they're following gonna... up, yep. following up, following up. And then and then lots of times you get to that end and they're like, damn, I forgot about that. Womp, womp. Cancellation. Yeah, I forgot. Lucky for them, they can go literally anywhere else because nobody else right. has that requirement. And that's the thing. Is our call, our call. And, and you know what? And they're all booked. There you go. And they still have the flu in their well, places. Roll the dice. I'm not doing it. Right. Yeah, we just go to Rip's pictures hanging in the office. Yeah, and I we just, just point go, to it. Well, in my head, I point to it. Like, yeah. oh, can I just oh, can you make an exception? Like, no. No. And that's why. And he will always be that. Yeah. He will always be because that. I, because I always imagined him telling his little kids this yeah and no there's no wiggle room ever yeah Mm-mm. and the lucky family that's her last name was very grateful for everything that we did for rip and um they got themselves a new bear pup his name's Dwayne. his name's Dwayne. he's very <laughs> cute he's a good boy because they were crushed, you know. They adopted from us, so they. Well, so okay, so they they've been our client for a thousand years, and they had an older lab mix dog named Berkeley. She had Mastiff in her. She yeah. was a fantastic great dog. Girl. She's yeah. she was like a thousand by the time she finally died. They've got little kids, and you know this is their great dog that they've had all this time. And the and the husband wants he wants a bear. He wants a bear. They adopted a bear from us, but now the wife wants a baby bear. Yeah. So they get a baby bear in Rip. And he's, you know, he's the best baby bear ever. Which girl did they adopt? Dolly. Dolly. Dolly, but what Stuffing. Was Stuffing. She came, like, yeah. from the Thanksgiving group, yeah. so nice girl. Nice girl. She's a good yeah. girl. So they had their two bears, and then they lost a bear, so and they so got they got them, a new so baby they got bear. Themselves lost a bear pup, bear and pup. Mom knows about losing a bear pup. Yeah. Because he was a pup. He was a pup. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that was hard. Awful. Never want to do that again. Never. Well, you would have prevented it if it... We were here for 15 years. We've never seen a canine flu. What is never. that? We don't even know what that is. And if we knew what it was and it was the thing, like we would have taken measures to prevent it from happening here. But there's a bomb in your lap, surprise. And so, yeah, we're never, never going to let it happen again. That's why we have a vaccine We're protocol. never going to let it happen again, and we don't and care. And we don't care if you're nasty on the no, phone and get mad care. about it. No, I don't care. <laughs> you say whatever you want to me. Your dog's not coming in. I don't building. care if your vet says it's not necessary. I don't care if it's I inconvenient care. for you. You have to rip. your plans now. That's, just, that's where his picture is in the because wall. Because we right have here. encountered that a few times where people say, my vet said it's not necessary. Don't care. Yeah. I had, we've had a client that's been our client for 12, 13, 14 years probably or something. And she kind of doesn't like to vaccinate her dog anyway and she for anything. But, you know, for this one, she's like going to try and, you know, say, is there like a titers for it? or No. No. He either gets vaccinated or he doesn't come. Period. Like... I'm sorry. It's I don't just, want your dog to die. It's just no. That's it's just all. no. Yeah. It has just, to be. It's just no. Hard line in the sand. Because that was chaotic, man. It was that bad. Was like, it I was mean, bad. I didn't really, when I was in it, I was kind of just like, okay, we're doing this now. We're doing this. We're, we're doing this now. And then, like, once it started to, like, calm down, I was like, 
It was, that was insane. insane. That was insane. Yeah. We had like doxy lists. We had temperature lists. We were checking on dogs all the time. The thread was just full of dogs being sick or runny noses or. It was tough, but you know what? It's it's like being in a war zone. You all you can do is focus on the task at hand, day after day. <laughs> I remember I remember throwing my hands up in the air at one point and saying to you guys, somebody else is going to have to start calling these ERs because I'm not going to do all of them. No, I did one. I I did Rex. You handled some, and you handled. I'm some. calling clients from my cell phone to try to get them updated on what's going on with their dog, and yeah. Because it because systems overload. It's a, you get a little system overload of you know, sick, terribly sick dogs, and your own dogs are sick too, and you're just like you know, oh my dog's not going to survive. You you're know, Bessie. That's Bessie. back when you loved Bessie. My bubs. I don't love Bessie anymore. <laughs> no, I, I loved her so much I'm under the covers nebulizing her. <laughs> no, but then you got this <laughs> buzz buzz right there. Movie, She's the cutest dog in the whole world. See, <laughs> look at her. You used to say that about Bessie. Now you don't care about her anymore. Look at. Look at, look at Linda, Linda. You made that noise. Here comes Bessie now, too. Oh, Bessie. Hey. Oh, Bessie. Why don't you love me anymore, bottom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buzz buzz. <laughs> So anyway, we'll put in put a little tribute to Rip under at the end of this podcast, and because he was the bestest boy, show you who he was because he was the bestest boy. <laughs> oh, Bessie! And he's always going to be the uh, poster boy for the yeah. It's the it's the Rip policy. It is the Rip policy, and it sucks that that family had to suffer through that for that. To it makes me feel terrible. Yeah, so like do I. Every yeah. time, that's why it's the policy. Like I, I would almost rather sacrifice my own dog just so you that's wouldn't what I mean, have survivors to. Guilt. You know, it was, yeah. it was devastating. It truly was devastating. Not only because he's just <clears throat> fantastic dog that, you know, he first started coming when he was a puppy. I remember I remember the first day he came when he was a puppy and he was officially like, and just like all the photos I shot and I made posts about him and just, so he like, you know, kind of started to grow up at the ranch and of course he had the relationship with the clients and so obviously he's a mastiff so we're biased we love him that much yeah, more he's a, he's a bear pup. but he's, he's a, a fantastic dog a fantastic family but then that family and those kids having to deal with that it's yeah. just those young at kids christmas just, at christmas yeah when you come home from your vacation it was too much it's too much it's too much we all shed a lot of tears we all shed a lot of tears Mm-mm. not fair so that's the story of lone star dog ranch day to day and the flu and the flu <coughs> and the impact that it had on us and always always will because we ain't changing and thankfully we haven't seen a speck of upper respiratory infection yeah, you know why? We're diligent about i it. mean not yeah. even nothing. yeah not even a sniffle nothing, nothing. Yeah. and that's what dr reno said she goes the true test on this is mm. going to be spring break yeah when you guys open oh and we were afraid mm-hmm. with all of these Terrified. dogs and <coughs> see if like somebody is going to slip in with that we had nothing, nothing. yeah we had nothing and you know why because we're diligent about it. Because we're Cause diligent. Because we're not gonna let it happen again. We're we diligent. We took it in the we took it in the wallet. We took yes. it again. Well, I'll take <laughs> it. We're in the still wa- taking it. In I'll the take wallet. it in the wallet versus dogs that don't survive. Yeah, I don't care about it. exactly. Mm-mm. Exactly. So yeah, welcome to our fun podcast. Hey, it's about our life. That's the show, everybody. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that while we're just trying like, to be just fun. Like the Facebook page. That's what we're doing. That's right. Mm-mm. That's it, guys. All so, right. night, y'all. Everybody. Yeah.